0: Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, uh, one fire-setting minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And joining us this week is uh, my old friend John Kuhn, comedian John Kuhn. Welcome to the show. Hey,
1: thank you for having
0: me. Uh, so today we are going back to Minute 71, which begins with Doc Brown plugging in a generator. And ends with a knock at the door of the garage. Um, so my first question is, uh, why do you think Doc has a saxophone?
2: I mean, Occam's Razor, dude. You think he plays saxophone? You know, maybe I've maybe it's sort of akin to Sherlock Holmes and his violin, or you know, I, I I by the way, but if if he can play that saxophone then, God, just all I want is, like, Doc on top of his roof at night, <laughs> just blaring, like, careless whisper.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I I, I I, just, I just, God, what a perfect instrument for Doc Brown. Yeah, I don't like,
2: know. it's the perfect, because it, it's just, it's just on that cusp of dorky and cool right like a saxophone in the right hands can be either really cool or really like deeply dorky
1: bill, <laughs> bill clinton cool or
2: or like yeah like bill clinton or like lisa cool. simpson you know or uh uh
0: what what's uh nick offerman's character on uh, um, parks and Rec? yeah
2: ron swanson yeah Ron
0: Swanson's alter ego that you know, totally. uh, Jeff
1: Goldblum is also a uh, jazz pianist so like you know yeah, pianists yeah. always have that uh have that weird musical gift
0: so oh yeah
1: saxophone.
0: <laughs> I'm really in, into the idea of like doc having like a secret like jazz musician yeah. saxophone player alter ego hello my name is uh,
2: uh, Black Forest midnight black forest <laughs> i couldn't think of a suggest black forest midnight um, but yeah maybe he just pops into like the hill valley nightclubs uh or you know what would be even sexier is if, like every once in a while he hops in the old studebaker and makes his way down like to san francisco and maybe hits up some of the clubs down there yeah maybe get
1: later on going to the old jazz joints smoking left hand cigarettes going ah, i'm the doc
2: yeah, he, he could play with like Tito Fuentes or like Sergio Mendez. You know, like all the jazz great Coltrane. That's what I would do if I could. If I had a time machine, I would travel back in time and I would see live performances I couldn't see. You know, like like Zeppelin. Oh, that'd be cool. Or like Richard Pryor in the seventies. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Why doesn't Marty get safety goggles?
2: Well, he's never prepared. He never. He he never gets a, a, a well, not a text, but he never. Doc never says, hey, we're going to do science business, come prepare. It. It's always like, hey, I'm in the process of doing something, help me with it.
1: Doc that. brought the radioactive suit for uh, Marty, though. So you yeah. think he'd have yeah. a pair of goggles for him.
0: Right.
2: Well, he was wearing the, um, he was rocking the, was Doc wearing, he wasn't wearing goggles in 1985 Prime, was he? At, at the Hill Valley Mall, was he wearing
0: goggles? No, because he, he was wearing his, uh... Helmet. The radioactive suit. So he yeah. yeah, had the mask on. Because yeah. in right. two,
2: he has those patented, like you know, twenty fifteen sunglasses. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't wear that in part one. I just that that's such a part of the Doc Brown costume that I forget he doesn't wear that until the sequel. It's like Jason's hockey mask. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those are also uh, uh, what, he, what he's wearing was classic uh, welder's goggles. So those are like the cheap goggles they give you.
2: Yes. All
1: right. So he's just accomplished jazz saxophonist amazing wizard of a, a scientist and he has like the cheapest goggles you can possibly buy because he <laughs> sure. had the welding lenses in him
0: <laughs> maybe that's all they had in the 50s what was that's, the point if there was so there's
1: no so there's no well, no
2: there's there's some there's some kind of reflective surface on the goggles that i can see so it's not like he's not like a hipster wearing 3D glasses to the mall, like with the with the lenses punched out.
0: Well, I mean, no, but I, I just assumed I didn't assume they were like welding kind of safety goggles. I assumed it was like, Science you know, goggles. Make, yeah, well, make sure you don't get fire in your eyes or something, yeah. you know, yeah. sparks in your eyes. Did or you something. guys ever take uh, Did you guys ever take shop in high school?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, We grew up in a Farmtown. Nice. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I didn't do shop in high school, but I did have to take a lot of, like, like theater, <laughs> like, back, like backstage classes. So, like, for three hours every day. My freshman year, I had to, like, work in the shop and, like, right. weld and carve and just try not to, to kill myself. Like set building and yeah, stuff? Yeah, set building or set tearing apart. Right. Uh, yeah, so... There were a lot of, like, goggles and gloves around. I used to be able to... Uh, I was quizzed on them, like, on site. Like, the difference between different kinds of goggles and different kinds of, like, gloves and wood and knots.
1: So what was your review of, of the goggles, since you are um, uh, an expert? Well, was once an expert. <laughs> Those I guess still... you never said how well you did on the test, but I I'm imagine you probably did alright.
2: I, I mean, I had to pass. I don't remember doing it, but, like... I mean, the guy <laughs> handed me the diploma and he was like, all right, get out of here. So I, I assume I, I had more hits than misses. But uh, those don't look like any welding goggles that I've ever seen. But maybe yeah, those are just they,
1: typically that's those goggles, but they have the blacked out. The that's out. That's true.
2: Maybe I'm just not used to them being like that shape or that color. Maybe,
0: maybe Doc Brown's just really into steampunk. You know, maybe he's one of those guys He's like he's proto steampunk, though. Well, I well, you know what he, I bet he is into steampunk because if you remember that train in, is steampunk as F. yeah, part three is just is is all steampunk That's steampunk, but he's sort of he's like
2: I think it's kind of like how you know those guys that were so early block rock and roll that they were just blues, like they didn't even Was have he? rock. I think he's like pre proto proto steampunk because there's yeah. no like irony or detachment or style, you know he's like he's not trying to look like and I think he just accidentally invented that style <laughs>
0: Possible.
2: when was the first when was the first thing of steampunk I'm not asking for like you know actual like references and dates but like what's is it Jules Verne is that kind of like the the, the Promethean
0: I would imagine so I mean because it, it comes out of it it comes out of like the 19th century yeah. like victorian cuz like uh, industrial yeah. revolution kind of era cuz
2: originally it was like well that's what that's what time machines will be made of gears and 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 Gosmos and and steam and
0: yeah. and coal but i wonder like yeah i think it was i think it was all like jules verne hg wells mary shelley mm-hmm, sure
2: but I, I guess i wonder when people were like okay but what if we did that cuz like the very nature of steampunk is that it's retro like spaceships wouldn't c-3po wouldn't look steampunk but what if he was you know
0: right well i think it came out of because cyberpunk the name cyberpunk actually came first and that was the
2: 80s like william gibson and
0: yeah yeah so i think steampunk was like a variant of cyberpunk yeah you know we're like oh i don't like i don't like cyberpunk like all this technology stuff i'm like the opposite of that i'm steampunk
2: i once um stage managed uh an improvised steampunk like play in austin and i had to like deep dive into that world for like a few weeks like just all the books all the all the all the like fan art and stuff, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> it. It is it, but it's all unofficial. It steampunk is so and I hate to, <laughs> I don't know what, I, I hate to keep bringing this up but like uh, steampunk is fascinating to me because there's really no definitive source. Right. Like, you know, Tim Burton, it's like okay, well it all started with Frankenweenie, or you know, <laughs> goth or even a um we were saying um Cyberpunk. We can like we can trace it back to like this William Gibson novel or like anime or whatever. But I feel like sure. I feel like there's no movie or there's no like, or because like I, I I don't know. It's like steampunk is so interesting to me because I don't think there is like a prime start of it. Mm-hmm.
1: This is such an esoteric breakdown of a, a subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre.
2: <laughs>
0: really, welcome to the feel, show, John. Welcome to the show.
1: Younger. Thank you guys. <laughs> Do you think it's weird that uh the 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 experiment was kind of botched and then there's a fire and then they very quickly go, Okay, well this is all we have. So let's just <laughs> yeah. immediately move on to the next topic. It was so like
2: quick. by by any by any scientific metric, that experiment was a was a goddamn failure.
0: <laughs> I just don't what were they what were they planning on accomplishing they, with what, this? What was the what were they
2: expecting the car to go back in time? I don't See know, it works. It was, was there like a little
0: toothpick flux capacitor in there? And Doc says
1: to Marty, "Don't worry, I'll take care of the lightning. and You take care of your pop." Like that's his his no. rebuttal to yeah. <laughs> I know it's not a done. We are, oh, done it. with
2: this. we are not done talking about the experiment, Doc.
0: Don't worry, it's, I'll take care of the lightning. But that was your job this time. <laughs> That's what you were doing. And by the way, you can't really
2: change lightning. It's like, don't worry, I'll make sure the fire doesn't do what fire has always done and always will. Right. I'll make but it really, change.
1: It did what it does in the movie later on. Spoiler alert. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. what, happy a spoiler what does, does Doc here? do? I'm sorry. <laughs> But no, the flames on the road, that's what happens. It just didn't go in time because it was a model.
0: Right. Sure. Instead, it went into a bucket of of chemically soaked rags.
2: I'm surprised there's never been like, I'm surprised Seth MacFarlane has never had a joke where it like, you know, bumps into the chemical like waste and then it just starts a fire that burns down the house and then they all all (laughs) die.
0: Maybe that's how the mansion went down with some variation of this experiment. Pop, look. (laughs) No! <laughs> uh, I, um, I think i i think the timing of that gag is like my favorite oh, it's great. It just just popping off of the off the uh, like the 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 model delorean crashes through the movie theater <laughs> onto the floor into the bucket of rag and there's just a beat before it catches fire yeah, it's so you
2: know it's just so small and so oh, it's it's Phenomenal. And
1: the, of Doc. I love oh, it. It's a very yeah, It's so ass. good. <laughs> it's just so dumb. It's like a great fart joke. It's just so stupid, but it makes me giggle every time. I, I replayed him going, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> times I was watching that today.
2: Because he, he, he reacts like it's actually on fire.
1: Yeah. Right. It's actually a very manageable fire. He just could have gone, Oh. <laughs> <Walked over>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No. He's
0: got that. Uh, I I looked up the fire extinguisher because I've never actually seen a fire extinguisher like that. Uh, and and yeah, it's, apparently it's, at the time he's holding it upside. It's like a bucket. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. So so I looked it up and it's just a water fire extinguisher. Yeah, it's which just a which bucket of water. Yeah. It's just it's just a bucket of water with a hose at the end. I mean that's that's what they that's used, what it is. That's what they
2: used many, to give people in case a fire happened
0: right well no he that's just what he has he has an old-fashioned fire extinguisher like they they had the 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 dry chemical fire extinguishers in the 50s no but like
2: it's crazy that at some point it was like what if a fire happens well we have this bucket (laughs) and a hose so hopefully you won't die immediately you'll have time to like to pray or like like,
0: and the the only thing that's spraying the water out is the weight of holding yeah. it up. Like, that's... The hose isn't doing anything, babe. No. It's really just falling out of the hose. That's all it's doing. It'd be quicker to just,
2: like, flick it off or, like, just, like, <laughs> yeah. shake it out of the bucket,
0: I think. I I just can't imagine that doing much. Especially, like, chemically soaked yeah.
1: rags. No, the,
2: like the Chicago Fire is making a lot of sense now that I'm... I'm looking at this like fire. <laughs> like, okay, that could take Someone out... Someone
1: was cooking with grease, and they're like, get the fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's
2: the Chicago fire extinguisher.
1: There's a fire uh, and it extinguish. We need to extinguish it. That's what they do, not water. <laughs>
0: oh, oh,
1: yeah.
2: Ooh. Marty's shirt's looking really good in the shot. Yeah. yeah? It's just such a weird... It, it's every week, week after week, I... I forget what his shirt looked like. And it's like I'm seeing it for the first time. Right. It's like my eyes are, like, still.
0: Readjusting or whatever. Um, I I do like how, how quickly Doc changes the subject. Yes. He's like, enough about my failures. What about yours? Anyway. (laughs)
1: <laughs> They've got a lot of stuff to do. With. It's pretty crazy how much stuff has to happen. They have like a, it's kind of professional. They're like, oh well, well that's all we got. Let's go on to the next thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what I like about the old Marty, the old Marty Doc friendship? It's 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 like seventy percent business, forty percent broing out. Like mm-hmm. they're always on the they're always on the clock. They're never too chummy. Right. There's an obvious affection for each other, but it's not. You know, it it it's not like pain
0: and game. i just I just love how quickly the bond between them forms because, you know, Marty knows Doc, but like this Doc doesn't really know Marty that well. Yeah, but I'm, it just click immediately. I've always
2: attributed that to this Marty already having the years of history, and so he sort of already knows how to speak Doc, so to speak. Right, and maybe Doc is just so. I don't want to stay on the spectrum, but just so just so Doc Brownie that he it's almost like oh cool he can he can talk to me nice now I, now I don't have to slow down.
1: At this point in time in history, has he already been outed as the town kook?
2: He was like pre kook.
0: Yeah, I think because because he 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 didn't become the the town kook until after the mansion burned down, and that's not until the sixties, I think.
2: Yeah, he's resting. Lo- he's resting safely in like lovable doof. Right. right. Okay. Like oh, right. there he goes. Here
1: he goes. He's gonna say that more <laughs> sense if uh, he. Uh, I forgot about that. That would have made more sense if he was already like the, the town uh, outcast. Oh, he's just like, oh, okay. He's talking to himself and the dog that isn't out around yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: Everyone else, uh, ev- everyone in town just knows him as like, oh, oh, Doc Brown. You mean the saxophone king? Yeah. <laughs> the saxophone <laughs> king, king of Bill valley. Of- <laughs> Yeah, the Saxophone King of Hill Valley. The Doc. There should be more backstory. The Doc. There we go. <laughs> the Doc. Saxophone King of Hill Valley. Well, I guess I guess we have our episode title and I think that about wraps up this week. You guys have any other notes? No. No, that's my new headcanon. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, John, can you come back tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. We uh, – well, that wraps up this one then. We'll be back tomorrow with Minute 71, 72. In the meantime, uh, you can go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com. You can email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at bttfminute. Like us on Facebook. Leave us iTunes reviews. Check out our other podcasts, The Doctor's Companion and Geek by Night, which premiered last week. So make sure that you listening to that. And also check out the other uh, Star Wars Minute uh, and Goodfellows Minute podcasts. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.